Rock Salt Radio. Be afraid also, tremendously afraid, for the day of reckoning is upon us. Broadcasting from within our six feet social distance. That's been. I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank, Thank you. you. Now watch this drive. Now watch this drive. Our enemies are innovative and resourceful. And so are we. They never stop thinking about new ways to harm our country and our people. And neither do we. I think they misestimated the will and determination of the Commander-in-Chief, too. A year ago, my approval rating was in the 30s. My nominee for the Supreme Court had just withdrawn. And my vice president has shot someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what he did. Oh, man. We've got an understanding. We're on a mission from God. Yeah, man, on a mission from God. Aaron, Dave, and Patrick on the Roxall Musecast Experience. I give it like a C. You know, that wasn't a, a really good ADP. Yeah, you want to try that again, Patrick? Matt? No. Uh, what, what, what do you want from me, guys? <laughs> he delivers perfection the first time every time. Okay. Where would my Zoom go? I can see you. What we're asking Matt to do is a holy thing. We're on a mission. Wasn't a very good ADP. That was a bomb diggity, Aaron. First, for a microphone. Then you lied to me about the band. Now you're going to put me right back in the joint. They're not going to catch us. We're on a mission from God. You know, when a train gets going, it has a little time before it runs off the rails. We've taken this one right off the rails from the get-go. Um, actually, we're going to do a train wreck tonight about five, right before our photo shoot. <laughs> you got a photo shoot. You got a photo shoot. Yeah, I just had to cut the crotch out of my um, skeleton onesie so I could have a way to be without getting naked in an amusement park bathroom. <laughs> I was really cringing going, where is this going? <laughs> I had to cut myself a pee hole. Lord works in mysterious ways. You know, just for, just for. Strike uh, up the band, Sal. Yeah. <laughs> Me, like right here. Save us, Sal. One, one piece. It's a one piece, so it didn't have a zipper, so I had to, I had to make, so, I had to create one. So because we uh, we focus mostly on the podcast instead of the uh, actual YouTube channel, uh, Patrick was holding up his uh, skeleton costume where he had to he had to cut out a place so he could use the restroom if he needs to. And there, I sanitized it. Yes. Thank you, thank you, Dave. See, I'm a uh, I'm a wordsmith, Patrick. That's the way that works. A wordsmith, he says. Yeah. Well, welcome everybody to the Rock Rock Salt Musecast Experience Podcast. If you're new to the show, thank you for listening. If you'd like to uh, do us a big favor, please subscribe to the podcast so you can keep current on all the new material. If you have already listened to the podcast before but haven't subscribed, please do also. You can find the show on your favorite <laughs> podcast platform. And exclusive video content on YouTube and Rumble. We can also be found on Facebook and Instagram as Rock Salt Radio. Share us with your friends and family. Thank you, everybody. Thank I, you. I did, I did better the second time. Thank you, Aaron. Yeah, I did you know, it gets time. better with age. Now, next week, I want you to try that to do that all in one breath. 
Because <laughs> I loved how you were running out of breath halfway through like Joe Pesci when he was doing, do I amuse you? <laughs> so how are you guys doing? Um, what about me? Yeah, it's was, so funny. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't involved last week in the show. It was in Oregon. You know what? It became a Rock Salt Presents on the offensive. <laughs> Yeah, Aaron, you are definitely the guy who keeps the wheels on this bus, my friend. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I did text. I don't know if I did it on the group text or if I did it straight to you, Aaron, but I did say you were missed this week. Yeah, you you text me. Thank you. So. And I, I really missed doing the show. Uh, we were uh, about when you were doing the show, we were at um, Charleston um, Port, I guess. Um, it was crabby. So we end up with a full... Uh, what I we, should have been texting you like a freaking psycho girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> could have blown up his phone, yeah. man. Missed opportunities, man. Yeah, so we uh, we end up with a uh, cooler full of crab. So a cooler full of crab. Yeah, he like goes. I go, you got any pictures? And he goes, yeah. And he shows me a picture of the closed cooler. He goes, well, there's the cooler. <laughs> <laughs> then, I, then, I show, then I showed you a picture of yeah. inside the cooler. Yeah, but I'm like, you know, I've seen that cooler at the other crabbing trips. <laughs> uh, so we've got a band coming up this uh, today. Yeah, Red Letter Rising. Red Letter Rising. Where's yep. Red Letter Rising from? Probably the South because uh, they're on. Uh, <laughs> because everybody's from the South. Yeah, they're the Broadhead. <laughs> I believe. Broadhead um, <laughs> music group. They were they were assigned to Broadhead, and they um, said, "Hey, can you have them on?" And we, I said, "Very love nice. to have, love to have a guest." Very on. nice. What were you saying, Patrick? Aren't they from Texas? I think they're from Texas. We'll have to find out. Boy, you guys are really doing your background on these guys. Well, you know, it was uh, uh, it was brought to me last night. <laughs> well, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. I, I was looking as well, and I didn't find a whole lot. So. Let's see. Hmm. All right. Well, while we search for where Red Letter Rising is from, let's let's do some music, Aaron. And, and, and again, uh, Striper's got a new album coming out October twenty uh, first. Uh, new single released yesterday. So uh, here it is on the Rock Salt Musicast Experience. This is Chris with the band False Star. You're listening to the Rock Salt Music Cast Experience with Dave and Aaron. I hope you enjoy the show. Sweet baby little lambs of God. Rock Salt Music Cast Experience. Aaron, Dave, and Patrick. Well, no Patrick. ADP in the house. Here in spirit. Yes. Uh, on the line. From Red Letter Rising, it's David, and I don't know where he's from. Help me, Aaron. North Carolina. North Carolina. Wow. Were you born and raised in North Carolina? Yeah. Yeah. Born and raised. Uh, actually, and back in my hometown, uh, well, I grew up in one town. That's my hometown, but I was born in another town, and now I'm back in that town, High Point. I can see. I'm lost already, man. High Point, North Carolina. <laughs> and now, uh, you guys didn't get bothered by the hurricanes, right? Just a lot of annoying rain and wind. Yeah, I but actually had I got a cool little video of a tree being knocked down right in front of my house. So just a bad storm for you guys, not Basically, destruction? Yeah. All I right. mean, 
definitely not as bad as Florida got for sure. Yeah, prayers to Florida. So, um, you're in let- Red Letter Rising on Broadhead Music, and uh, we we thank you for being here today. You have three songs on on Spotify, and when I uh, when I went to the tracks. Aaron, can I see your Spotify real fast? Because I, I'm really bad with names, David. I'm really sorry. But um, I started with um, Serenity's Last Call. And I went, this is interesting. And then I went into, uh, I think it was I- Identity. And I went, yeah. And then I got to Truth of Life. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so it was like, it was like actually listening to the beginning of an album for you guys. I was like, start out with that and that, go to that. And you guys are doing new metal and there's not a lot of new Christian new metal out there. Yeah. Yeah. Serenity's last call was actually what I call an audible. It's really, it wasn't a part of the game plan. Um, it's a standalone single. It's not even going to be on the album at all. Mm -hmm. So that was, uh, it was something that God just, I had a friend who passed away at overdose and, um, he went to our church and it was just a big hit to our church and a lot of people. And within a couple days of him passing, uh, I don't want to, sound weird but i do a lot of thinking in the shower and so i was in the shower and um it's like god put on my heart to write a song about it because i was thinking about the perspective excuse me of someone faced with relapse having you know over a year almost a year and a half clean and then faced with relapse and what's going through their mind in that moment and so the lyrics are from that perspective. Um, just wanted to touch base on the real struggle because it's not, I mean, it's not real happy. <laughs> it's, it's dark. <laughs> well, it wasn't an, I won't say I was uplifted. I, I'll say that, you know, but yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying it's a bad song. Uh, I just, I'm, I'm not certainly not telling you how to create your art just for me. As I was listening to it, I was like, I could totally see this being an album. It had that kind of flow between those three songs that you start with that one and go to that one, and then it builds up to that one, and you're like, that's the single, man. That's the hit. Um, Yeah. uh, Because that's how I, you know, I got into radio in the 80s, and that's how I listen to albums. I go, okay, all right, build up. Yeah, there's the hit. Okay, next. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a solid B side. That's how I listen to music. So. I, I get it that other people don't. Uh, and I'm certainly not telling you how to create your art, but it's just so good. And uh, it made me want a full album of new metal from Red Letter Rising. Well, you're in luck, Dave, because I guess uh, they're completing an album. Aren't, aren't you working on one? Yeah, the album, as far as tracking, um, I'd say probably mixing, mastering, everything's done. We just got to go back in and kind of tweak some things, fine tune some things. Cause I started out recording. Um, well, we record the whole thing with Dylan McLean from relentless flood. And uh, he was kind of up and coming at the time. And since we started recording, he's really gained some traction. And of course, the more you do something, the better you get at it. 
the more equipment you get, the better equipment you get. And so it literally, it sort of, I, I think, and I'm speaking for myself here, that from the first song that I recorded with Dylan to the last song is a little bit of a story of his progression as a recording engineer. So we find ourselves, you know, third or fourth song into it, like going back and sort of revising some of the first things that we did. Um, so the album's pretty much done. Um, I'm just, I got one more single that's going to come out, uh, before we drop the album and just going to kind of, I don't know, man, like we talked about free flowing a minute ago. I think that we definitely need to be responsible and we definitely need to have plans. Um, but when it comes to ministry, there's a lot of it that if I'm not careful, I'll try to control and I don't want to do that. So I literally try to follow the guidance of the Holy spirit on what to do and when to do it. And that's kind of how Serena's last call came out. That song was written, recorded, mixed, mastered, and even shot a video in less than three weeks. And I put it out. Oh, wow. I thought you were going to say it was all done in your shower. <laughs> but three weeks is is quite the uh, marathon to to put all that together oh my goodness i called dylan up because we released it on international overdose awareness day and i literally called dylan up because he was working on truth of life to get it ready for the next single and i called him at like 10 o'clock at night and i was like dude forget truth of life I'm about to send, because I track everything at home, mm -hmm. and then I send it to Dylan, and then he'll, you know, either I'll go into the studio and retract some things or um, whatever. We just kind of flow with it on how it works best, but I pretty much tracked everything at home, sent it to him for him to mix and master it, and he's like bro, you want to kill me? Like you're killing me here. Like I'm, I'm working on this and now you're throwing this. So yeah, I'm a little bit of a headache sometimes. You know, I am too with this show. And, uh, I, I, I'm a controlling type of person anyways. I got that kind of personality that I just want to, uh, I have a vision and that's the way I want it to go. And I, I have to tune. Well, I don't have to, I do tune out outside opinions sometimes and i really shouldn't and i try to be more open to that and and aaron keeps me on track with that and he uh you know but that's kind of how it is with this show is uh uh you know i have this vision about it aaron is a huge part of it patrick's a huge part of it um but typically i'm sending the a lot of the ideas out to the other guys and going what do you think is that how it is with you? Like you're putting it together and you're sending it out to everybody else. And then they kind of put their spin on it as well. And it's a collaborative thing that way, but you're kind of spearheading it. Yes. And no. Um, so just kind of giving a little backstory. Um, so I was incarcerated for 15 months, got out February, 2018. And, battled depression and severe panic attacks for over a year. And I was by myself, had a family before I went in, got out. I don't have a family. I don't have anybody like I'm by myself now. And my guitar and my laptop 
was what God used to to keep me from killing myself. That and my dog, to be honest with you. I went and rescued a dog from the shelter and between my guitar, writing music, and my dog, that's how I survived. And um, so I started writing all these songs and put, posting them on my YouTube channel, my personal YouTube channel. Well, I would reach, like I've known Luke since like early 2000s, like 2002, 2003, we played in a band together. And I was hitting him up and I was like, dude, check this out. I got this part, but I don't really know what to do with this. What should I do? And he's like, oh, you got it, man. You got it. You can do it. It is like he was a cheerleader, but I wanted him like, come join me. Come be a part of it. Help me make this be something. But again, Luke is just so busy. Um, he just couldn't. It's not that he didn't want to. He just couldn't. And so a lot of no's from people <clears throat> is what? <clears throat> excuse me, I got allergies going on right now. Um, a lot of no's is what God has used to direct me. Uh, so when people say no, it's like, fine, I'll do it myself. So when it came time um, to go into the studio, it was just for the, the simple idea of recording an album. That was it. It was not going to be a band. I didn't have a singer. I didn't have anything. I'm just a guitar player who plays drums and plays bass. That's it. And so I'm writing all these songs and I had a singer who was supposed to come in the studio to put vocals to the songs and they weren't able to do it again. Again, another no. So I go into the studio with Dylan and it's like, I'm sitting there. Okay. I'm not a singer. I, I don't, I can't, do this. I can't scream. I can't rap. I can't do any of these things. And, you know, you can still hear sort of the, there's room to grow. Like if you listen to it, there's room to grow. There's a lot of studio magic that makes it sound at least as good as it does, but I still have a lot of room to grow as a vocalist. Um, but when it came time to, cause before it's like, if I try to write a melody line to something that I wrote, and the guitar, say the guitar is like, dun, 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 dun. Then the vocals are going, dun, 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 dun. Like I'm writing the same thing vocally as I am guitar. I could not figure out how to come up with something different. But again, God just was stirring things and using things. And it went from just recording an album to talking to Jeffrey from Broadhead Music Group to talking about signing to talking about playing festivals wow. and stuff. And so at that point, that's when I reached out to Luke and I said, dude, I need a, at least bare minimum, a guitar player and a drummer, you know, basis. I'm sorry, basis, but we can do without you. We love you and we want you, but we can do it without you. <laughs> so, um, we were planning on just running bass through tracks as some bands still do. I do want a bass player though, by the way. Um, <laughs> and that's what, it, that's how I got Luke. And he was like, well, I got a friend named David who plays drums. I'm sure he'd be interested in doing it. And one of the things that David talked about was like what you said, there's not a lot of Christian bands that are like this. So that's one thing that really struck him. And he was like, dude, I want to be a part of this. 
so that's it just kind of evolved it kind of grew and became what it became on its own wow well i i do want to put this out there if you haven't heard our show I am a uh, percussionist, and I like to offer my services to bands. I play uh, a plethora of instruments like um, cowbell, uh, triangle, tambourine. Yeah, you know, I, I can play those. I can play those instruments. If yet there's not enough cowbell in new metal. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> that's where it freezes. Now you're gonna challenge me. Yeah. Uh, see. See. I'm amused, Aaron. <laughs> hey, the, the song "Truth to Life." Let yeah, us. I like let out our, of the box. <laughs> see, always thinking out of the box, Aaron. Yes. The uh, "Truth to Life" song. Tell our audience about that song. <laughs> oh my goodness! I have to censor myself. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm not the best interviewer, if that's the word. <laughs> um, so truth to life was a thorn in my side. Um, I don't, I, again, God picked the songs. God decided what songs were going to be on this. It, it, he made it 10 songs on the album. I'm sitting here like, okay, I don't even want to do this song anymore. Let's just make it nine. Nope. It's gotta be 10. Well, what if I just replace it with another song and put another song? Nope. It's gotta be this one. Truth of life just had to be there. And I rewrote the lyrics. I mean, I write everything on notes. In fact, a lot of the lyrics come from my notes that I would type in when I was having a panic attack. That's what God allowed me to, like, what you he used with uh, for me to kind of focus my thoughts to get everything in there because my brain goes crazy all over the place. And um, so I could scroll so many times through all the notes, the, all the lyrics that I wrote for Truth of Life. And the first thing turned out sounds so corny and so, you know, 90s youth group rap. <laughs> and I love that 90s youth a, group. Like, yes. Yeah. As, as a white dude, I already got to be careful about <laughs> how corny I sound anyway. Right. So, um, man, I just, I hated the song. I did not like it. And, but I knew it had to go on the album. So I'm talking to Dylan about it one day and he said, dude, why don't you hit Miggy up from Relent? See if he'll jump on it. And as soon as he said that, it was like, yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. If anybody can do anything with this, he can. So I reached out to Miggy and Dude, it was within an hour. We're on the phone talking about it. And I'm just like so motivated now and so inspired. I'm talking to him. He's like, dude, I love doing this stuff. And I'm like, yes. So collaborate with him. And it, it, he had some issues going on. I mean, he's touring in two different bands. Uh, he had some uh, just, I mean, he's got family life, stuff like that. So, it took a little longer than either one of us wanted it to be. But again, that was just another reason. It's like, you know what? I'm done with this song. Like, I don't even <laughs> want to do it. Um, and then one day, like, just got it nailed down. Like, I rewrote the lyrics and stuff and sent him what I had. And he loved what I had. And so we just kind of 
we stacked the bricks until we finally got something. But as far as the meaning of it, the name of the song is a play on words, kind of like Identity Christ Is, uh, which is Identity Crisis, but Christ is our identity. Uh, proof of life. This is truth of life. And the truth of life is that we have a purpose, that God made us on purpose and for a purpose. And lyrically, it's about me um, kind of growing up as a rebellious kid, like just challenging everything, going against everything. I mean, by the time I was 16 years old, I was in witchcraft and started actually dabbling in Satanism because I was sick of the church. I was sick of Christianity. I didn't want anything to do with it. And actually it's kind of funny because Marilyn Manson is what I got involved in at 16. And that's actually what got me into music in the first place. So God causes all things to work together for good. <laughs> Amen to that. I mean, use Pharaoh, right? So, yeah. yeah. Well, so truth of life is about, me as a rebellious kid and my grandparents, one of the lines in there living on the prayers from the Grams and the Gramps, like they raised me, they prayed for me, they prayed that prayer, Lord, whatever it takes. And man, I remember one day in the kitchen arguing with them and screaming, stop praying that prayer over me. I can't get away with anything. <laughs> so that's what it's about. <laughs> right. Well, here's the song, Truth of Life, on the Rock Salt Newscast Experience.
Hello everyone, this is Chris from The Last Trumpet, and you're listening to Rock Salt Newscast Experience with Dave and Aaron.
Rock Salt Musecast Experience. Aaron, Dave, and Patrick. And Aaron, you just uh, dropped your phone on the floor. Is it okay? Yes. It's okay? You didn't break your screen? (laughs) (laughs) No. And uh, on the... On the Zoom today, we've got David all the way from North Carolina with Red Letter Rising. Hey, we gotta we gotta give a shout out to Broadhead Music. Thanks for sending us these great bands. Yes. Yeah, and uh, you uh, you've survived the storm, and uh, you're you're in your shades. It looks like a bright sunny day out there. The sun is coming out now. All right, you wear your shades everywhere. I do. Inside, outside. <laughs> it's a bad. Don't worry about our church is uh, we have a lot of recovery ministries that are there, and we partner with them. And our church is big on celebrate recovery. I'm not sure if you're familiar with yes ministry. Um, so when I wear my glasses indoors, I'm like, man, they're going to think I got a hangover or something. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, and I don't mean it from the hangover side. I just mean it from, uh, the, uh, recovery side. It's like, uh, well, you probably encountered a lot of people wearing sunglasses inside. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it, it's not a, it's not a negative thing. It's just the way life goes. That's all I'm saying. Um, now, we're going to do what song coming up here? The uh, Identity Crisis. Identity Crisis. Yep. So you mentioned that in the last uh, break, and I didn't catch it when, uh, when I was reading the titles to the song. It's, <clears throat> it's spelled Identity Christ Is. And, yeah. uh, but if you say it fast, it's Identity Crisis. Yeah. So it's a double entendre sort of thing. Uh, what's it all about, man? Um, well, I like thought provoking things. If I'm speaking, uh, given analogies, I use extreme analogies, you know, shock value, thought provoking things. And identity Christ is, is a play on words from identity crisis because we are all struggling in this world with our identity until we meet Jesus, until we have an encounter with Jesus, until, um, again, like I said a minute ago, um, you know, if you look at God and Satan, God created everything for a purpose. He created everything on purpose and for a purpose. Well, the enemy, Satan, wants to take all of that and distort it so that it can be, it's not that this was created for this purpose. You can make it for whatever you want it to be, whatever, whatever's relative to you. And so that's why we have an identity crisis. And I'm not just speaking about, you know, the, the popular topics now as far as like transgenders and stuff like that or you know, you can be whatever you want to be. It's just people out here. The, why do people do drugs? Why do people gangbang? Why do people, you know, break the laws? Because they're not living the purpose that God created them for. If we're living, it's not that we're not going to struggle. Even then we will. But, you know, when we're on the path that God created us for, we know who we are. And there's no confusion. There's no questioning about anything. 
That's why, think about the richest people in the world. They wear the same clothes all the time. I'm sure they wear different outfits, but it's the same look. Why? Because that's one less thing that they have to worry about. One less thing they have to think about. So the more that we add in there, the more confusing that it can be. And going back to talking about my depression and panic attacks, the whole second verse of identity Christ is, is from a writing that I did while I was having a panic attack. And it's just, it it just also I'm coming from when I got out of jail, I was being rejected by people that were supposed to love me and already had abandonment issues from a mom leaving when I was a kid. But when I've started facing this rejection, it's like, I don't know. I'm just such a blunt person. I'll call people out. Like, you know, if you tell me that somebody over here said something about me, guess what? We all getting on the phone together. I'm going to call you out. We're going to talk about it. I'm not going to do that. He says, she says stuff. So when it comes to writing these lyrics, there's some lyrics in there that are kind of dark and it's just real. It's just raw. So that's what I was faced with at the time where I'm battling these, you know, panic attacks and this depression. And I felt like, God, I know who I am. I know that you made me for a purpose, everything that I just described, but I'm still struggling. Like I'm still battling this depression. I'm still battling these panic attacks and I don't understand it. So that's where that comes from. And that's, if you read the lyrics from understanding that, I think it might stand out a little bit differently to you. Totally get it. Um, You know, it's like the light bulb went off over my head when you started talking about it. It It all made sense, especially the, you know, the identity Christ is. It's, he's your identity. And that's really how Christians should walk, right? Yep, absolutely. I love it, man. Yeah, um, I at our church we have a um, quite a big uh, marriage class, and I'm uh, in leadership of that. And a couple of our marriage retreats, in marriage retreat a couple of years ago, we had a couple, and that's what they focus on is your identity in Christ. And awesome. it, it was such just a, a revelation to me. And I, you know, I've been a Christian almost all my life that I need to understand who I am in Christ and, and how, you know, I am a son of God and, and, and God has called me, um, to do some powerful things, uh, for his kingdom. And uh, that is great. Um, that you've written a song, you know, about that. Uh, did you guys get to check out the music video for it? No, I, I, I haven't not, seen that. You got I, some videos I, out there. Yeah. So, Identity Christ is and Serenity's, Serenity's Last Call have music videos for them. Um, but if when you watch the music video for Identity Christ is, you'll it's you'll see what I'm talking about. It's got the main character who wakes up and you don't see his face. And he goes into the bathroom, does his little routine, and then he picks up this white, you know, you've seen on the blank white mask, this mm-hmm. like no expression, nothing. He puts on his mask and goes and gets in his car, and then he's on his way through his day, right? So he wakes up in this decent-looking, nice house, and he goes to his job, where when he gets to his job, he 
gets fired. And, you know, he comes in, the boss just lays into him. He gets fired. He leaves from there. He gets a text from his wife. We need to talk. So they meet at this coffee shop, go in there, and she's slotting divorce papers. And then he leaves from there, and he goes to a cemetery where they lost a child. And then from there, he goes and he buys a gun off the side of the street. And then he goes to a place where he's going to take his life. And each scenario are things that, especially in America, but mostly in the world, are all the things that we find our identity in. In our house, in our job, in our marriage, in being a parent, all these things. And once all these things were taken away from him, he was left with nothing. So his purpose that he found his identity in was taken away from him. And now he's at the point of taking his life. Well, throughout that video, you'll see a reoccurring character who's not wearing a mask. And in each scene that there's other, even the people, the extras or whatever, everyone's got a mask on because we're all putting masks on. And in each scene, like in, when he goes to the job, after the boss fires him, he writes on his mask, useless. And then as soon as this other character's there to, with a rag to wipe it away, he puts on another mask that says, I'm okay. And then every single scenario, someone writes something on his mask that's useless, worthless, lifeless, hopeless, all these things. And Jesus was there every single time to try to wipe it away. I'll take this away from you. No, I'm good. No, I'm okay. I'm fine. But then at the end, when he's getting ready to take his life, he's at his end of his rope. There's Jesus again with open arms, even though he's rejected him every single time, still got his arms open at this time. Less is on us because everything was less. Everything was to make him less than what he was. And so at the end, you get to see where he embraces him. And then there's the reveal where he takes his mask off and you finally get to see who he really is. It, it sounds to me autobiographical, is it? In a sense. Yeah. There, there's some personal things in there. Um, yeah, because definitely our art, our creativity definitely comes from personal experiences. See, and I think that is the uh, m- main ingredient for an amazing song is if I can listen to a song and uh, connect with it on an emotional level, and there's a few out there, um, I, I, those are the best songs ever. I love simple songs like uh, the presidents of the United States put out about, you know, peaches or cats or whatever. But uh, I also dig, you know, songs that like one that uh, comes to mind is um, uh, that uh, Elton John song. They did it in Almost Famous, uh, Tiny Dancer. I I don't know what that song's about, but I'll tell you what. it connects with me on an emotional level that I go, that is one of the most amazing songs ever. And it seems to connect with a lot of people on that level. Yeah. So, well, music's spiritual. So you, you can connect even without truly understanding. I mean, if you have a spiritual experience, regardless on what side of the spectrum it's on, it could be from Satan himself. It can be from God. 
you have a spiritual experience, you might not even understand it completely, but you know how it made you feel. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's what I'm talking about. So now red letter rising, did I take this right? You, you guys have only been around a couple of years. Not even that. Really? Um, When'd you start up? Well, yeah, yes. Now, if my wife was here, she can give me the timelines. She has to direct me. Um, I think January 2021 is when I first went into the studio and started recording and developed the name. Like I said, it wasn't going to be a band. It was just, I was like, dude, I'm like 40 now. And I don't even have a decent recording that I can play and say, I did that. So that was the whole goal. And then next thing you know, January of 2022, signing into a, sign a deal with Rodhead Music Group. Wow. You, you know, that's uh, kind of my story in doing this show is I, I did radio for so long, but I don't have any of the tapes of me ever being on air. And that was kind of one of my reasons for doing this, because I was like, I don't have anything of me doing this stuff. Um, yeah. And it's grown yeah. hair. It's, you know, it, it really has grown hair and it's awesome to just watch it slowly grow. Um, and the same sort of thing. There's, uh, you know, there's those moments that that God just directs the show in a certain direction and we just go, okay, we'll climb in the back seat and we'll, you know, the back seat of the country squire (laughs) where you're facing backwards and looking at the traffic coming at you. (laughs) Yeah. That's where we are. (laughs) No, you know, those experiences that you have and I'm sure you've heard it a thousand times or the worship leader or the pastor or somebody, wherever you're at at the event, they'll say, the Lord really showed up. You know, the Lord's in the house. Lord, we welcome you. in. like, this is the, and I'm not trying to, I get where they're coming from. I get where their hearts are, but this is just me. I just challenge everything. God is everywhere. God is always, God is everything. But what it is, when you feel the cold chill, when you feel that moment of, God's really in here that we're feeling the presence. It's we finally are lining up. We are finally ex- like seeing like we've cut the crap out of our minds enough that we're, Oh, there he is. And so if we just take that into our jobs and our normal lives and just at the mall right now, you know, so many missed opportunities of ministry because I'm focused on what I'm trying to do. God is always working. He's always in it. He's always here. And it's those times like you're talking about right now that I've had to recognize the experience with this band is, okay, this wasn't what I was going for. This wasn't my real intentions or plan. Okay. You know what, God, I'm just going to let you do you. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it too. So he turned you from a country band to a new metal band. <laughs> I'm just, jo- I'm just joking. Uh, I would say country. Yeah, yeah. The name of the band used to be Red Solo Cup Rising. Now it's just Red Letter Rising. Yeah, you know, uh, oh, Red our, pa- road. our pastor said at, at my church I go to. He said a couple weeks ago, uh, God isn't. Uh, 
waiting, you know, we, we aren't waiting. We, we should stop waiting on God because God's waiting on us. You know, yeah. he's waiting for us to, to get in gear. Yeah. You know, he, he's not, you know, we, we shouldn't be waiting on, you know, on him. He's he's waiting on us, and, and that's the way we should look at it. And I thought that was uh, very good by my pastor. So I want to know more about the band itself. Yeah. Um, who's in the band? Me. Um, so I write everything, and so far I've tracked everything. As we do more stuff, then the others are going to get more involved. But everything's pretty much done by the time they got involved. Um, but so I do vocals and everything that you've heard so far. Um, I do except for Dylan track the drums and the songs. Um, Luke DeMoss is the guitar player, and David Rourke, who I named Dave because I'm David. <laughs> um, he is the drummer. Now, if you so get another, if you get another David, he has to be Davey. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> and you should do it D A V dash E. Yeah. <laughs> Keep that play on words going, you know. Yeah. Um. Well. Yeah. But you know, joking about the bass players, I do. I would like to get a bass player. Yeah, I think protest is uh, looking for a bass player as well, right? And we uh, we always direct uh, people who are looking to bass players to John Cooper. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. He doesn't know I who John Cooper that, is. <laughs> that was yeah, skillet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I just wondered because my my joke flopped. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> who's rapping? I was saying like I can play bass and sing at the same time. What's that? I can't, like John Cooper, I can't play bass and sing at the same time. Oh, John Cooper doesn't play bass and sing at the same time. You ever seen him live? Sometimes. You ever seen him live? I've, yeah, not I've much. Never, I've, I've seen like footage, but I've seen him with the bass a few times. Yeah, he doesn't play a whole lot of bass when he's got that bass on. Just letting you know, I'm not, I'm not knocking oh, John Cooper. I, I think he plays bass on the I tracks can. and stuff, but when he's live, he's really focusing on the singing. Yeah, 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 I agree. But anyhow, um, who's rapping in this new metal? Because I want to know who that is. And Truth of Life? Yeah. Or period? Uh, truth of Life. Is so it two different I'm people? Doing the verses. Yeah, I'm doing the verses and the courses, and Miggy from Relent does the breakdown. Okay, and how about in the other song? Uh, that was Truth of Life, so how about, uh, I'm sorry, other song? Yeah, Identity Crisis. Identity Crisis, thank yeah. you. That's me. That's you. Wow, yep. multi-talented. That's amazing. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> well, uh, good job. My uh, hat's off to you because it, it, like I said, it's, I, I don't want to, well, like, I don't want to liken you to Lincoln Park because Lincoln Park is not who I thought of when I first heard you. That's who I thought of, though. Okay, but that's yeah. I mean that's your go-to new metal is Lincoln Park. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what's the most famous? Yeah, I mean, it, I guess it sets the bar, right? I guess is one way of looking at it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you're definitely right there. I mean, you've got that going on. You you offer a nice alternative 
to Lincoln Park and maybe a little more uplifting lyrics than Lincoln Park. Yeah. Um, so influence wise, I didn't realize cause like my all time favorite band forever, uh, was Lamp Biscuit. Okay. And so the rapping as far as like direct influence came from Fred Durst from Limp Bizkit. Um, musically, because I didn't even really hear what anything sounded like. Like musically, I felt like it may be close to Breaking Benjamin would be the closest. Like I would hear that more so than anything. But I always felt like I had my own little unique twist to it. And, you know, I don't think we're pioneering anything, but, you know, you can still have your own twist to things. But when I got on vocals and started rapping and singing and screaming and all that, that's when I'm like, dude, that sounds just like, or that sounds just like, like that's when I started really hearing my influences come out. Well, and it's not bad to uh, uh, have your influences and, and, you know, take little pieces from here and there. Everybody does that. Um, you know, as long as you give credit to your influences for where it came from, um, the, uh, and I, I don't mean to say that you are just, you know, pigeonholed as a, uh, you know, a, a limp biscuit or, or, uh, Lincoln park knockoff. That's not what I'm saying at all, which is uh, what I'm saying is, um, there's so little of that available with, uh, positive Christian lyrics, yeah. That I went, wow, this might be my new favorite band. Sorry, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> um, so funny, funny little story. I've got a friend of mine who will go na nameless. Um, love him to death. We've been friends for over 20 years. Uh, he He's someone that I, I know he's going to be honest with me. I know that he's... I'm not going to say critical. He's not like, he doesn't mean to be negative with anything he said. He just gives his opinion and it helps kind of direct. It helps kind of guide me, but I would send him some things and he'd be like, man, it sounds just like he's our, he's like, what'd you do? Listen to breaking vision before you wrote that. <laughs> or, like, you sound just like, you sound just like Lincoln park. And I'm like, I'm actually, I'm listening to a like lot of Barry Manilow right at the moment. So <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> but I'm thinking like, okay, so you're telling me that I sound just like one of the biggest rock bands in the world. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a, well, you know, I gave you a compliment off air. Can I, do you mind if I give it to you on air? Go for it. Okay. Um, a, a band that I really like is Hollywood Undead. And when I first heard you rapping, uh, I thought I was listening to Hollywood Undead. And I, I didn't want to, I wanted that to be a complete compliment because I really like a lot of their songs. And I think they have figured yeah. out a really a good niche for what they do. I don't, you can't really say Hollywood Undead sounds like anybody else. Um, no, no. So, and I'm not saying that you just copied them, but that's, that's the closest I could think of. And I went, you know, that's not a bad thing. 
Yeah, and I appreciate it. Yeah, as I'll far as sound that. goes, yeah. Content, once well, again. the funny thing is, I don't even listen to radio. I don't listen to music. Really? So I, yeah, I really don't. Wow. And that's my wife, dude. I, I ride down the road quiet. I work. I have my own painting and remodeling business. I work for myself and I work by myself. I don't listen to music. Wow. I, I would have a hard time with that. I couldn't ride in the truck with you to work. I'd be like, dude, we got to do something about this. I don't have that much to talk about. <laughs> I um, do. <laughs> and then I'd be like, dude, could you turn it off for a bit? I'd just like to listen to some music or something. <laughs> Maybe get in my own head. I introduce myself to people as you got to tell me when to be quiet. You know, maybe that's what I should do, Aaron. <laughs> My name's David, and I'm not afraid to hear be quiet. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to start doing that from now on. Just my name's David, and if I talk too much, you can tell me to shut up. I won't be offended. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's. Uh, what song are we doing here? Uh, identity crisis. And uh, first of all, though, oh. before we, it's. Uh, how can people? Well, I was going to go there. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, no, go. Okay. How can people find out more information about Red Letter Rising? So you can go to redletterrising.com, um, and that has links to everything else. But we are on uh, primarily, I would say, most traffic is through Instagram. Um, we are on Facebook. We're on TikTok. We're on Twitter. I don't really man the Twitter at all, um, honestly. I don't even like any of that. Like, I don't like that I have to constantly be posting things and constantly trying to stay relative. Honestly, what I try to do with my Instagram is just, like, interact with people. Like, I follow people who are struggling with things, and I like to, you know, build that connection and stuff like that. That's that's what I want to use social media for. But, you know, I have to... I have to do it the way that you're supposed to do it, I guess. So, yeah, anything that we're doing is going to be on definitely on Instagram, Facebook. But if you want just one source to go and kind of branch out from there, redletterrising.com. When's the album going to be out? Oh, you yeah, stumped him, Aaron. So, well, when it's out, Again, going back to... <laughs> <laughs> see, see, da like David. Hey, uh, let me stop you for a second. This is always the answer. Uh, when's the new album going to be out? When it's done. <laughs> see. Well, so in my business, I used to work for a guy that would would come in and you'd be like, or you'd come in and be like, "Well, you almost you about done with that? All that's finishing up." <laughs> yep. All you got to do finish it up. <laughs> All acts finishing up. Yep. So, so the album, this is the game plan. One more single, and the next one's going to have a music video because the next one is really raw, really deep. It's actually about my mom leaving me when I was 11. Oh, and wow. it's from the perspective of the 11-year-old sitting on the front porch of my grandparents waiting for her to come back, and she never shows up. So that's the next single. It's called Why, and I'm thinking probably let that get a little bit of traction. And I'm thinking maybe January, February, maybe spring, release the album somewhere in there. Nice. And then a 
maybe a tour that follows that? Some dates in the in your region? That, yeah, I'm trusting God for that. Um, again, I know you're supposed to like, and I'm, I'm going by like the advice I'm getting from people is like, you're supposed to hound people. You're supposed to constantly like pastor, like, Hey, can I get on this show? Dude, I don't, I'm going to let God direct that. And as things come, um, uh, again, sorry, everything's got a backstory, but when we read scripture, we need to read it with this perspective. There's God's part. And then there's our part. You know, you can read trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Well, that last part is his part. The whole first part is our part. God causes all things to work together for good for those who love him and being called according to his purpose. There's God's part. Yeah, he causes all things to work together for good, but there's our part for those who love him and being called according to his purpose. So there's our part that we play in everything that we do. And we just need to be ready so that when God says go, we can go. We're not sitting here saying, well, hold on. First, let me go tell my family. Bye. <laughs> First, let me go bury my father. You know, so we're preparing, we're getting ready. And if people want us to come, if, if churches, I want to do churches more than anything because man, church needs a shaking. Like, I was just going to say that. Shake me to wake me, as Steve Camp used yes. to say back in yeah. the 80s, man. Uh, that The church definitely needs to be uh, rattled around like a snow globe. Yeah, I feel like we have a good, fun, you know, upbeat, in-your-face, true, real, raw sound that will go well uh, with youth groups, youth events, stuff like that. So that's what I want to do. I'm praying that God will open those doors. And man, I'll go like I, I got an awesome, amazing wife who's so supportive and just my life right now. Again, the way things work out, you know, you asked me a little bit during the break about, you know, if I still have my family, well, what the enemy meant for evil, God has used for good. And now I've got an amazing wife who, yeah, when it's time. I want to be ready. Well, That's maybe great. maybe God just uh, you know let you go through some some downside there to uh, make you appreciate what you have now. That's a little a Christmas Carol situation of <laughs> we gonna we gonna show you what life's like when you live in like this, mm -hmm. and of course it was my all my own doing. It was my choices that that took me there. But definitely, um, I mean, shoot, man, me and my wife, uh, tomorrow will be two years since our motorcycle accident. Oh, wow. And broke both arms and both hands. Mm. And she had to take care of me. Thank God all she got was road rash. But she had to take, she had, use your imagination. She had to do everything yeah. for me. Yeah. She was a trooper. She didn't complain the least little bit. But before that, I was working this exterior paint job. My work van broke down. My truck broke down. My sprayer broke down. All these things were going wrong. And I kept saying, of course, of course. <laughs> you know, somebody else, of course. And I'll say, 
to her, I'm glad you're here to see this, you know, and when we had that motorcycle accident, it wasn't, of course, it was, oh my goodness, I am, God, I am so sorry. I've been mumbling. I've been grumbling. I've been like the Israelites out in the desert. Like, I am so sorry. I've not been thankful. And I believe that he allowed that motorcycle accident to happen. Whether he allowed or not, he used it for the purpose of getting my attention that now, of course, is a dirty word in my house. Well, kind of like, uh, uh, well, let me, you think it's bad now. Maybe we should just let you see how bad it can really get. Right. Again. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't look like so bad no girl. more, does it? It's kind of like yeah. getting a whooping from your dad, you know? I was, <laughs> it was nothing but thankfulness after that because it could have been worse. Yeah. And other than a little bit of, you know, issues with my left arm, full recovery, and just appreciation well, awesome. for everything. Amen to that. Yeah. So. Hey, thank you for coming on, David. Uh, great for having me. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it's Red Letter Rising. You're out of North Carolina on Broadhead. Thank you to Broadhead. Yes. And uh, what song are we doing here, Aaron? Identity Crisis. Here it is on the Rock Solid Musecast Experience.
What's up, everyone? This is Ryan from Reborn, and you're listening to the Rock Salt Musecast Experience with Aaron and Dave. Rock Salt Musecast Experience, Aaron, Dave, and Patrick. ADB. Thank you very much, Patrick. Uh, that is that is the Ask Dave music that's going right now. Yes. And uh, by the way, that is very generic Ask Dave music because I hear that on lots of videos and stuff. <laughs> That's okay. Um, but we're not going to do Ask Dave today. No. We're going to do something. Aaron, Aaron's wearing his Dodgers shirt, and he threw me a curveball. What are we doing today, Aaron? VeggieTales trivia. Okay, VeggieTales trivia. Now, my son Great grew segue, Dave. Great you like that? Segue, bro. Yes, Thank you very much. <laughs> I am a constipated professional. <laughs> um. My son grew up watching VeggieTales. He loved VeggieTales. Um, my wife spent a lot of time watching VeggieTales. She would be much better at VeggieTales trivia than I would. Shane would probably even be better at VeggieTales trivia than I would. Uh, it's too bad he's sleeping. I'd, I'd bring him in on this. Next time. Next time. We should do this bit again with Shane. Yeah. Yes. Now, um... And, and Jonathan. I'll bring Jonathan on. We'll do Zoom Oh, was he a veg, big VeggieTales? Oh, I asked him these questions to see if they were too hard. It, he got about all of, all but one right. Okay. All right. So they're middle-of-the-road VeggieTales questions. Yes. So if you like watched it with your kid. smarter than a fifth grader. <laughs> <laughs> um, that so, title's already taken. Well, it, what? <laughs> yeah. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? Hey, we, uh, we know who's not. <laughs> Um, there you go. <laughs> he lives in Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> we only go to this many. <laughs> oh, is fifth grade when you graduate? <laughs> yes, sir. We got our diplomas. <laughs> diplomas. All right. Uh, we love our friends in Kentucky. You know, I thought Jeff Falkworthy was just kidding how people are in Kentucky, but I guess he's true. <laughs> well, he was spot on, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> They're a little behind the times. That's okay. <laughs> They're not sophisticated like us Californians out here. So if I move there, I'll be smarter than the average bear. <laughs> hey, boo boo. Hey, boo boo. All right. It's uh, multiple choice or two of faults. All right. The question number one right, is How are we playing this? Does it go to Patrick first or yeah, am I, I playing I, against Patrick no, or what? No, no, Just both of you answer. But I'm going to have Patrick answer first this one, then you answer. Okay. The no, Dave, we're All definitely right. against each other. Whoever has the most points wins this one. <laughs> yeah, I think we should make it okay. a point thing. Okay. Okay. Right. And if uh, he gets it wrong, the point goes to me. How about that? Okay. No, that's not even. That's not even. <laughs> what? If, the, if, if you I get, get it wrong, the point goes, goes to you. Game. All right. I'm keeping score. All right. You're keeping score? All right, then I don't need to. Okay. Question one. What does Larry always have to play in the theme song? And here are the four choices. Guitar, tuba, piano, or trumpet? Trumpet. Wrong. Do you have an answer, Dave? Um, What are the the, uh, things again? Guitar, tuba, piano, trumpet. I'm I'm torn between guitar and piano, and I'm just gonna go with the last one, piano. You both are wrong. Tuba. Uh-huh. We always oh. played the tuba. All right, zero All right, points. Dave, Dave, this was your question. All right. And Madame Blueberry, what is the store that she goes to? Cult, Stuff Mart, Fun Mart, 
Walmart or Shopmart? Well, um, we know it's not Walmart because Walmart would want to be paid. So um, I'm going to go with Fun Mart. Uh, that is incorrect. It's Shop Mart. That's where it's at. No, you're both wrong. What? It's called Stuff Mart. Stuff Mart. It's called Stuff Mart. All right. What's wrong with these vegetables? I, I, um, I kind of like Fun Mart better. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I'd go to Walmart more often if it was called Fun Mart. <laughs> All right, Patrick. Question three. In Daniel in the lion's den, what does Daniel yell back to the lions? Thanks for the... Is he talking about ham, hot dogs, pizza, or popcorn? <laughs> Whoa. This sounds like a really bad... Be careful, Patrick. That's all I have to say. <laughs> So Daniel is yelling back at the Lions. Yeah, thanks for, for the, the ham, hot dogs, pizza, or popcorn. I'm going to go with hot dogs. That is incorrect. Correct. I was waiting for memories. Okay. <laughs> thanks for the memories. <laughs> no, 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 it's it's a food item. As um, ham, mm. hot dogs, pizza, or popcorn. Which one? Ham. Nope. <sighs> it's pizza. What? Pizza is the answer. They had no they pizza back then. They yeah, they didn't have pizza in the lion's den. In the ballad of Little Joe, when Joe gets a color. Oh, you coat, know what? I wait. What hang on. Rest- hang on. Hang oh, on. I got to back up. I I should have thought that question through. Being Daniel in the lion's den and back in those ages and pork products. Ah, oh, yeah, I yeah, so failed ham. on that one. Yeah, the ham. Yeah, right. I went with ham. In the Battle yeah. of Little Joe, when Joe gets a colorful coat, what do the rest of the brothers get? Hats, mittens, coats, or underwear? Envious. <laughs> which, which one is it? Hats, mittens, coats, or underwear? Underwear. Well, this, this one goes to Dave first, Oh, that's okay. No, that's fine. He can have it. What, it was it underwear? No, no. Okay. No. Um, see how I strategically played that? Patrick, I eliminated yeah. one of the I hope, choices. I hope, I hope somebody gets something right soon. Oh, there's, there's a. Um, I'm gonna say mittens, and that is correct. Ah, I don't even have hands. <laughs> <laughs> They're All vegetables. Right. Oh man. <laughs> okay. All right. Question, question five, Patrick, and Dave and the giant pickle. This one's two or false. And Dave and the giant pickle. Dave wears King Darius armor to battle. What? King in Dave and the Giant Pickle, Dave wears King Darius's armor to battle. Is that True Darius? Is that Darius Rucker's? No, no. <laughs> King, Dave, did you, King Darius Rucker. <laughs> Does Dave, he wear? Did, the, you wear uh, did you wear King uh, Darius's armor I, to fight I, a pickle? I, I, I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with false. And uh, that would be correct. Okay. All right. <laughs> they should have got Darius Rucker to play King Darius, though. That would have been fantastic. <laughs> With a little love and some tenderness. Right. The dolphins question, make me cry. That's the only six, line yeah, I know. Yeah, the I dolphins know. make me cry. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and I thought that was weird. The dolphins made me cry. Then I realized uh, Georgia, they don't have NFL. Well, they have Georgia. I think Atlanta was around, but Dolphins were in yeah. a lot of the okay. Georgians. You're, you've lost everybody. Okay. Keep going All with right. the questions. 
Don't, right. don't mess with my Darius Rucker jokes. Okay. And <laughs> Esther, the girl who became queen, what did the woman who tried out before Esther sing about? Sheep, kittens, puppies, or goats? Who's this go to? It's your you, name. You, oh. You. And Esther, the girl who became queen. Well, what, you know, since I'm going to go biblical like I did on the last one, uh, goats. Wrong. Yeah. So Patrick, we're do you have an answer? It's sheep. sheep. Huh? Sheep. Sheep. Nope. Puppies. See? Uh, that was going to See, I knew death. that. You know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go completely the antithesis of the biblical story. And pick something yeah, modern. I, yeah, yeah. I should have. I should have went with my gut and said. Puppies. Okay. Next. All right. This one goes to Patrick. In the toy that saved Christmas, what was installed into the toy's arms? A buzz saw, a chisel, a chainsaw, a hammer. A hammer. That is incorrect. <laughs> Dave, the answers the uh, the multiple choice left is buzz saw. Chisel, chainsaw. Which well, one? I noticed that you uh, didn't include RFID chip. So <laughs> I'm going to go with chisel. No. Mm. It went with Buzzsaw. Buzzsaw. <laughs> Buzzsaw. Buzzsaw. Yes. All right, Dave, here's your true and false uh, question. In where, where's God when I'm scared? Frankenstein came to see Junior. Let me read the question again. And where's God when I'm scared? Frank and Zoe came to see Junior. True or false? True. And that would be correct. That, that was a stab in the dark. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, right. I had a 50-50 chance, Patrick. <laughs> was Frank and Zoe, like supposed to be Frankenstein? Yes. 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 Okay. Did you never watch VeggieTales with your kids? Uh, no, I'm a complete heretic, I guess. Mm. Did they have TV? Uh, well, did they I, have I, TV I in Kentucky? Did you have cable? <laughs> I, did, I did have Eli watch. Um, I did watch a couple weeks ago with Eli the Noah's Ark Veggie Tale thing. So yeah, is, is that the last question? Nope. Oh, okay. Got two more. All right. All right. Here this you go, Patrick. Patrick. And Lyle, the kindly Viking, what does he give to the monks on the island? And Lyle, the Kylie Viking, what does he give to the monks on the island? Teapots, potholders, plates, or silverware? Gingivitis. <laughs> so let's go with um. I don't. I don't. He gave him silverware. That would be incorrect, Dave. Well, well I don't even know the question. I don't understand and, and, the question. And Lyle, the Kylie Viking. Okay. What does he give to the monks on the island? And, and what's my three choices now? Teapots, potholders, or plates? I'm going to say they're sophisticated enough for plates. They gave them teapots. That'd be incorrect. <sighs> potholders. Oh. Okay. Uh, Here, here's, one. Here, here's one, Dave, I think you can get right off the bat. <laughs> okay. This is the most, I think, the most popular VeggieTales. So I, I'm sure you've seen it. In Rack, Shack, and Benny, what does the king want to make them bow down to a huge sculpture of a dog a huge sculpture sculpture of himself of a bunny or a monkey which one i'm gonna guess himself wrong patrick oh so i got a chance to tie this up yeah, yeah. 
dog, huge, bunny, or monkey? A huge sculpture of a dog. Dog? Dog. No. It was a, monkey, it? It it was was, a daggone monkey. Yeah, that's no, where I'm thinking. bunny. Oh, I it was, was going to go with the monkey next, it too. It was a huge chocolate bunny. Oh. oh. Was it an Easter tale? I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. And well, so, Dave, you win this whole Veggie Tale experience. Woohoo! I'll, I'll expect my my award in the mail. Oh, you get your award, <laughs> all right. <laughs> you know, you know. Uh, do I get the lifetime there, supply of rice aroni? There's people listening right now who are like, you, you, you got that wrong. You got that wrong. I, I promise you, there's no one listening now. And they're gonna can't believe that you got this wrong. Yeah, you, you know, know what we should do now? We should you should save those questions and next week. Oh, we can't because you. But get ten new questions. Yes, ten new questions, and let's get Shane and Jonathan yeah. both on and see how they do. Okay, in the month, twenty ninth. Okay, uh, you know we'll get them on. And, uh, and maybe and we'll, maybe I can get oh, the guy from Pillar. To oh, play no, along too. Oh, that would be fantastic. Maybe we should do teams. That way, you know, maybe. Patrick, yeah. like you and I, have a little assist. Yeah. We're, we're the handicap. <laughs> yeah, we're handicapped, all right, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, yeah. Let's let's do that. Let's do that. All right. Okay. That wraps up this segment. Thank you, Aaron. Yes. <laughs> Veggie Tales yeah. trivia. Yeah, and uh, Audio Drillin uh, played one of the songs uh, on a live version, and we're going to play that right now in the MuseCast version. So here comes Audio Drillin on the Rock Salt MuseCast experience. Hey, this is P-Funk, bass player for Faithhead, and you're listening to Rock Salt. But I don't really understand why it's called Rock Salt, because they're not making any ice cream. So don't expect anything good. Rock Salt Musecast Experience, Aaron, Dave, and Patrick. ADP. <laughs> ADP. <laughs> All right. So it's just us goofing around. That's it. But um, last week, we, well, I'm going to back up a little bit. I September was a jam-packed month for shows for me. Uh, I went to Roger Waters. I went to see Kid Rock and Grand Funk Railroad with you, Aaron. And that boy band. What? That boy band, Backstreet Boys. No, I didn't see Backstreet Boys. Um, and, uh, oh, you just got the tickets framed. No, they were all digital. I don't even have them anymore. Um, oh. It would have been nice to at least have, you know, hey, I bought a ticket. Here's here's my ticket that I didn't use. Like the old days when Ticketmaster just sends them to you hey, or you pick them up at the window? Yeah, hang on one second. Hold on. Uh-oh, I squirreled him. He was going to go in a whole different oh, direction. Uh, yep. See? Like right there? That's our Kid Rock ticket. That's very plain, Jane. Way to, so, way to spend out oh, the money. Oh, no, sorry. That's my Roger Waters ticket. Uh, oh, and money. there's my there's my Rick Springfield ticket. Okay. I mean, put something. I mean, make them artsy. Come on. Well, at least it's a ticket. So, um, we we went. Aaron and I went to uh, uh, Kid Rock and Grand Funk Railroad, and we just got like the last couple songs of Grand Funk Railroad. And of course, they closed with "We're an American Band," which was a, a huge. It set the crowd on fire. Uh, Kid Rock put on a great show. 
not as political as Roger Waters was, which I found um, refreshing, but uh, also interesting at the same time. Uh, I'm really surprised that the uh, Grand Funk um, um, concert wasn't rated by the FBI when they played We're an American Band, because the FBI doesn't <laughs> like Americans. <laughs> well, You're a what band? Get boys. Yeah, well, they were waiting backstage. But um, they didn't make the next stop on the tour. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Told you not to play that song. Yeah, that's right. Um, anyways, Kid Rock, uh, you know what? He took stabs just like Roger Waters did. He took stabs evenly at both sides of things. But he didn't focus on politics like Roger did. He, he kind of went all over the place. He paid tribute to uh, his old bandmate, Joe C. And uh, what, one of the things that was really cool was... That, uh, uh, you know, when the, you know, when the bands take a break and it's drum solo time or something like that, he, uh, the first thing he did was he went behind the turntables and he started mixing and he, he told the story of how, you know, he started out playing high school dances as a DJ in the eighties and he started mixing some eighties music together and it was actually really cool. And then, uh, he went from there and he picked up a guitar and he played some guitar, and then he went from there and played the piano and played the drums, and he skipped around. Was this all- a lifetime special on Kid Rock? Yes. Well, I mean, it's his show, but um, what was cool was he said, you know, uh, uh, it was all the musical influences, and he said, you know, uh, uh, of course, you know, I'm from Detroit. It's got to be Motown, and they had a guy come out, and he sang um, Superstitia from Stevie Wonder, and Wow. Was he good? So it was a great show. And uh, I, oh, wait, I. Wait, 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 wait. Are, are we talking about this? Very superstitious. Yep. Right yeah. on the wall. Yep. Amazing. Stevie Wonder, Stevie Wonder sang a song about suspicious writing on the wall. Come on. <laughs> come on. You know, I never caught that before. <laughs> I mean, it was probably it was probably in Braille. And uh, <laughs> and as I look at my wall, I go, well, it's textured kind of like Braille. I wonder if he was just confused. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a very bad joke. And I apologize. But the. Um, uh, one of the things that I noticed at the show was that well, pretty much everybody was an adult and uh, nobody seemed to care about anybody else. Everybody was just doing their own thing. Kind of like going to a show in the 80s. You know, nobody uh, looked around and went, well, that person's doing this and they can't do that. Or, you know, there was no fighting over seats or anything like that. They were like, can I sit here? And they're like, nobody's sitting there. Sure, go ahead. Oh, that's my seat. Oh, no problem. I'll move a little seats down, a few seats down. It it was that kind of atmosphere. So, yeah, I didn't see any fights. I didn't see any rowdy people uh, other than rowdy Americans. You know what I mean? Patriots. And, uh, then it started occurring to me that I didn't see a lot of security either. And I went, hmm, um, I wonder what's going on here. And then I thought, well, we're in liberal California, and uh, there might have been some people that were triggered. <laughs> so, you know, this is how my mind works. I start, you know, putting together this whole idea of, well, I wonder if Live Nation you know, recognize that and just said, hey, look, there's going to be uh, this uh, quote-unquote ultra-maga 
crowd at the Kid Rock show, and uh, we understand that you might be triggered. So if you want to take the day off, we'll pay you to take the day off. But if you want to show up to work, we'll uh, we'll cover your uh, your mental health care for <laughs> being triggered. You get a petting room, and you get a petting room. <laughs> Oh, exactly. Man. <laughs> oh, wow. what's going on over there? Uh, satanic um, attachment, I think. I don't know. This light's been acting funny all day. I thought the <laughs> cops were showing up the way it was flashing over there. And you, you looked I, I over mean, like, oh, they're here. <laughs> <laughs> like like uh, the little girl in Poltergeist. Yeah. Kind of land. <laughs> Weird. I'm going to turn it off before, you know, I die. Okay. So, so as he goes to turn off his light. So my, my thinking was, well, what would be in this disclaimer that Live Nation might hand out to their employees. Um, and, uh, you know, it was like, well, you're going to see a lot of American flags. We suggest you do not step on them or try to burn them because uh, the crowd may become violent. <laughs> Fair. Any any other points? Uh, th- let me see. Um, well, they, they might hear some chanting. Of uh, let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon, uh-huh. and that might trigger them. Yeah, that would definitely trigger them. Yeah. Uh, so you know. basically, it's all trigger warnings for the uh, for the progressive liberals. Maybe the all American cowboy boots um, that might trigger them too. I yeah, don't know. I, I don't know. There's going to be an abundance of white people. <laughs> that was true. Yes, <laughs> that was true. Um, not because anyone was racist about it, because everybody's welcome but uh and and there were there were other races there it wasn't all white people and everybody was getting along um there was i i do have to say this there was one dude there there was a chant going on let's go brandon and this one dude walking against the crowd going let's go brighton <laughs> and they're like boo oh man <laughs> so yeah i didn't want to be that guy in that moment yeah exactly you know i don't go to the uh i don't go to the green day show and chant let's go brandon i'll get my butt whooped <laughs> no you wouldn't no i'll get slapped that's what yeah, I, maybe. You, you, might, you might get a, a finger point yeah <laughs> well i'll definitely be on youtube that's for sure <laughs> i'm leaving and then the FBI will raid my house. Now, now are, after this episode airs, they're already coming. Yeah, I mean, you said stab, you said patriot, you said ultra maga. You've been flagged, buddy. Oh, all the key words, right? Um, and then you know, so I, I was just like, and you might see a video of Trump, and that might send him over the edge. Well, that you know, that's kind of what would played into all this. Was I was watching, uh, I was trying to show a friend of mine on YouTube what uh, the opening of the show was and uh in our show the video that you see on youtube as the opening is actually the closing but of donald trump and uh so i came across this video and i thought uh i honestly i thought it was like a parody but it turned out to be real and uh so in the the clip from donald trump that kid rock has in the show It's Donald Trump, and he's uh, welcoming everybody and thanking everybody for being a patriotic American. And then he goes on about Kid Rock. There was zero politics in what he said. Zero. But the quote-unquote reporter 
that was reporting on this clip said uh, the unhinged video from Donald Trump. I went, what's unhinged? I'll tell you what's unhinged. The fact that he talked zero politics and you called it unhinged. You're offended by him regardless of what he says. Am I right? Anyways. Yeah, 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 yeah. Life's too short to be a fan. Uh, in that stage setup, Stephanie, that's his drummer, yeah. was, I don't know, about what, 10 feet up? Something like that. For yeah, the whole was, show. Yeah, 10 to 12. Best it seat was, in the house. What? Best seat in the house. Absolutely. Absolutely best seat in the house. I don't know. There was a lot of flames behind her. <laughs> yeah. She, she, I, she was probably sweating pretty good. I, you know, when the uh, when the pyrotechnics were falling down, because they had those pyrotechnics that rained the sparkles, I was thinking of Stephanie going, man, I hope she doesn't go the way of Michael Jackson. <laughs> that's, um, that's your new boy band name, by the way, Dave. What? Rain of sparkles. <laughs> Rain of sparkles. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be the next three-day... N- Three Days Under album. Rain of Sparkles. <laughs> Maybe if you're not going to use it. Uh, no, you're you're more than welcome to use it, and I think it should be should be spelled R E I N or R E I G N. No, that's a that's a, that's a San Francisco thing. I think I'll leave it for you, California. <laughs> <laughs> rain of Sparkles. <laughs> well, it wasn't a rain of fire. Now, see, that's much more more masculine. Yeah, but you can say rain of sparkles for the month of June out there. You don't mind. <laughs> wrap, wrap it up. up. Happy trails, everyone. Happy trails. You will